Welcome to Joke Workshop at 6 o'clock. It's a Monday night. Uh, we're here at mutinyradio.fm. Bunch of comedians here to try out their new jokes in front of a panel of their comedian peers and get comments. And uh, right here at mutinyradio.fm. Uh, special uh, consideration and thought goes out tonight to our... Uh, our, uh, a rich man on the scene, David Roth. Everybody clap it up for him. He's the best piano by far. He donated to Mutiny Radio, and he wouldn't even take any pot treats. Uh, but I, I have those if anybody likes to get high. All right, I like to get high. We're going to get high right now with our first comedian of the night. If you have note paper, take it out. If you want to be a, a good panel member, pay great attention to all of our comedians here. We're going to do four-minute sets. At three minutes, when you hear this, that means you have a minute left. So uh, don't feel like you have to wrap it up right away, because you still you have a whole minute. Uh, remember, too, when you're giving suggestions and panel help, that uh, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. So we're going to be kind to each other, uh, even if people suck balls. Here we go with our first comedian, funny young man. Put your hands together for Arjun Banjari! Banerjee! I swear I'm gonna figure it out one time. Turn it on, turn it on, turn it on, turn it on. Yeah! First name was, yeah, I'm fine with it. First name, yeah, it's a, that's a accurate. Banerjee. So the, a, the N comes before the E. Anyways, uh, the. The ER comes before the J. That's just the thing to remember. Anyways, I feel like the weirder the, on a white person, the weirder the hair, like the more white guilt they feel. <laughs> like you're a, you're a, you're a woman of hair color. <laughs> I was, I thought of that a while ago. Anyways, no, but I feel like, you know, the, like, you know, most people like they have like, they love just straight, if they have like straight white or, I mean, straight brown or, like blonde hair, they'll be like, why should I feel guilty about something that happened 200 years ago? And if they have like short, like they have short hair, they're like, man, white people should feel terrible. And if they got like half of their head shaved and it's short and it's like dyed some ridiculous color, then they're like, man, I should pay reparations. Okay, well, we'll start, we'll go with the beginning. Anyways, uh, where was I? Uh, manufacturing jobs are never coming back to the United States. <laughs> uh, and here's why. In America, when you get a manufacturing job, uh, you get to stop living on welfare, which, you know, isn't great, and you get to move in maybe to a house with your family and they get, a, they get a backyard. In, like, India, if you get a manufacturing job, you get to shit in the toilet. You go from shitting outside into a toilet. For us, shitting is super like a simple thing. You know what we do? We go to a toilet which just exists everywhere. You sit, you poop, and you flush, and you're done. And then you have to dig a hole in the ground. Then you get to shit in it. Then you just wait till it fills up, and it's near your house. And when it rains, you know what your entire place smells like? Your own shit and urine. India smells terrible. All Indian immigrants, when they come here, the first thing they're like, man, you know what's amazing? Not just always smelling other people's shit, okay? You think you can compete with that kind of motivation? You fucking can't, okay? So, you know, do some other form of economic uh, rebuilding. Is the end... I asked my dad to research that question for me. 
to make sure some stuff. And by God, is it gross over there. I went over there, and I was like, wow, this is the dirtiest, saddest, poorest place I've ever been. And I was with my dad, and my dad said to me, this is way better than last time I was here. <laughs> so that's what we're fucking competing with. You think you can beat that? You just can't. That's just, that's why immigrants work so hard. Anyways... Look at that. Man, this is real political points. Anyways, I'm really proud of myself. Now on to something uh, else. You guys, do you guys remember when Michael Sam got drafted and there was just this whole hullabaloo about gay NFL players and how they'd feel weird in the locker room? Yeah. I actually, you know, I understand. Because, you know, if there was a gay NFL player, I would be kind of worried he was going to rape me. Because, you know, he plays in the NFL. <laughs> so, probably a rapist. And uh, finally, uh, okay. And finally, I don't do drugs that much. Speaking of getting high in the beginning, uh, because uh, they're too expensive. Like rather, dare shouldn't be like because dare would right now. They're like, if you do drugs, your dick will fall off. And then kids do drugs, and their dicks remain attached to their body. Instead, they should be like, if you do drugs, you won't be able to afford nice things. Okay, we just, I shouldn't do that in this crowd because you all love your drugs. Okay, you know what? Pretend I closed on the gay NFL thing. Arjun doesn't love drugs as much as the rest of us. What's wrong with him? All right, comments from the comment people. Ginny's up. I'm up. Can you hear me? You certainly can. I like the I like the drugs thing, but I, I thought it needed like a better punch than like you just can't afford nice things. Like I thought there were a lot of kind of like funnier opportunities. like a lot of things in between not getting nice things and having your dick fall off basically, or just like very or getting really specific could be funny. Like you won't be able, you'll be stuck at like a BART station in Millbrae. And, you know, something like that. Like something I don't know. Okay. Are, are you? From Millbrae, yeah. Alright, cool. Well yeah. <laughs> I, I liked your um, non, you did it twice. You did segues that were completely non sequitur, and I enjoyed that very much just because it was like a misdirect within your own set. You just kind of were like, and then now for something completely different at the end, and then the first one when you started talking about world politics. I liked the, the non sequitur switch. And uh, I don't know if you know about this, about the poo. <laughs> um, I read this cookbook from the 60s that was um, in, it was, no, it was an Indian cookbook, and they said that the way that they used to keep their house clean, and especially their kitchen, is they would get cow shit, and they would put a thin layer of cow shit on the kitchen floor, and that was what they used as a disinfectant. This is real. I read this in a book. They also used cow poo as their main source of making heat to cook food, so I don't know. It's an Indian thing that, I mean, you're Indian. I don't know if you knew that. That's, I did not know that. So, yeah, they actually use cow shit as like a, a thing. So maybe their house doesn't smell like people shit. It smells like cow shit. Um, and you could put a, together a little tag at the beginning about the American thing. Like, we don't give a shit about taking a shit or something like, because you don't have to. Cause, yeah. Yeah. It's taken care of. Yeah. Okay. But I enjoyed those jokes very much, especially the stuff about India. I liked it. More, more, more. Anybody else have things to say? Find a microphone. No one, everyone loved it so much. Yeah. If you loved it that much, clap wildly. Yeah. Yay! Everybody likes your jokes, Arjun. Yay! Winning. 
All right, your next comedian. He runs a great show at OMG on Tuesdays. It now has a front light. And the thing that I love and respect so much about Greg Gettle is he makes everyone sit in the front row if they want to get up, which is great. So he keeps an audience there all night to laugh at your jokes on Tuesday. Put your hands together right now. The very funny Greg Gettle. All right. Uh... I guess that's why Indian people love the cow. <laughs> Makes sense. Also, like, dare program, it's not a money thing. Like, the reason why I don't do crack is because, have you seen the women that do crack? <laughs> like, that's not somebody I want to be with. Like, like, the best spokesman that heroin has is Zach Wiseman. <laughs> That's why you shouldn't do heroin, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, uh, I've been getting drunk for a while now. And uh, yeah, yes. And recently I've been getting drunk and like I've been getting super drunk up like three beers, four beers. And I was like, why am I getting so hammered at such a fast rate? And I realized it's because I wasn't eating, I was just drinking, which, which is why I was getting drunk. So then I realized, like, I don't have so much of an alcohol problem as I do eating disorder. <laughs> yes. And whoever told you alcohol does not solve your problems, wrong. Uh, I have an eating disorder, and I know that due to alcohol. So, fuck you, MD. <laughs> um, what else? I want to talk about something. So I was with, I was hanging out. Um, with a couple, a couple comedians outside of a go, uh, Golden Boy Pizza, and while we were talking, uh, like this guy with like a red hat and like a top hat and like a bow tie, he was like six five, like six six years. He looked like a, a sailor, if you will, like a fisherman. If you can picture that, he's like six years old, kind of bigger in the arms, and he comes into our conversation with a knife. Yeah, and he says, "I'm," <laughs> and he says, "I'm fixing to cut someone." <laughs> yes, real icebreaker. And, like, after he said that, like, me and the other comedian just started making jokes. <laughs> like, like, I was like, that would be a great line in a movie. Like, I'm fixing to cut someone, like, and then everyone runs. Or, like, and then another friend of mine was like, that would be funny if he was, like, the mascot for Golden Boy. Like, I'm fixing to cut someone or a new pepperoni pizza. Who wants a slice, you know? And while he's, we're doing these jokes, he's still, like, walking at us with the knife. And we're kind of, just, like, dodging him and making jokes. <laughs> like to have a nice little session. Whoa, he almost got me. And while while this is happening, another comedian called the cops. <laughs> and like which is a very white thing to do. <laughs> like like I've, I like right like I've been I've been living in the city for a while and like there was definitely a time in my life where I was like someone's got a knife, call the cops. But now it's like calling the cop or like pulling a knife out is bad. Like, calling the cops was, like, way worse, like, because that guy could get shot. And it was just weird being a white guy, observing another white guy be a white guy. <laughs> like, it was a weird, it was a weird moment. And, like, and I know he would have gotten, like, like, he called his mom, like, I called the cops and they, call, they got him. And she would have been like, good job, son. But, like, it's just gross. Like, you're the problem. You know what I mean? That's the issue. And, like. And the funny thing is, when this guy was getting arrested, his friend that he was with noticed he was getting arrested, and he like, what happened, officer? And the officer told him, and he's like, well, he always says that. 
which is a weird. <laughs> that's just Charlie. That's his. That's his opening line. Yeah. Um. I'll end it with this. <laughs> I've been. I shaved my beard, and I've been getting a lot of compliments from my friends. Like, you look like a pedophile. <laughs> and uh, and that's about it. That's all. That's all I've really gotten for compliments. So. That's fun. All right, my name is Greg Gettle. Thank you so much, guys. Greg Gettle. All right, comments about our favorite pedophile? He doesn't look like, you don't look like a pedophile. Not even a little. So someone else is disagreeing. Arjun, I will fucking molest you so fast. So the, uh, the drinking problem, eating problem thing is hilarious because I think most comedians, myself especially, has been there where I was like, oh, I'm getting drunk really easily. So I think it's very relatable to the right crowd uh, and made me laugh real hard. Mm-hmm. So good job, sir. Thank you, man. Thank you. Maybe throw something in there about throwing up since a yeah, part of the eating child. disorder would be... Well, no, but like bulimia is an eating disorder oh, and it yeah. makes you throw up. <laughs> right, so it's like... But you could even put that in there like, I mean, I'm not, it, I'm not bulimic because I don't throw up like a yeah. bitch or whatever, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, what am I, a bitch? No, 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 no. We know that only, only bitches have eating yeah. disorders. And like bitches like weak, I don't know why I didn't say that. I, I'm sorry, that was stupid, stupid. San Francisco, my bad. Uh, my bad. Lo siento. <laughs> have you considered that you get drunk off three beers because the beers are abnormally large? <laughs> Wait, what? No. <laughs> also, um, I thought for the one about calling the cops, it could have been funny if, like, it more, like, kind of expanding on the cop being like, oh, I know that guy. The cop being like, okay, well, like, how close is the knife to you? And basically just being like, is it within, like, eight inches? Because I'm, I, you know, I got, like, a homeless guy shitting over here. So, like, like that. Would it be funny if the, if the guy knew the cops, like, on a first name basis? Yeah, yeah. He's maybe. called a lot. And, like, the cop knows his kids or something. He knows yeah. the cop's kids, like, asks about the kids' graduation. Larry, like Sean. Yeah. Never mind. It was, it was Sean McKenzie, if you guys are curious. Uh, <laughs> he called the cops. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Narc. Oh, it's okay looking. Anything else? Any critiques? Any things that I shouldn't hear? All right. Coming from a guy living in a bus. All right. Thank you. Eating disorder jokes. Funny stuff from Greg Gittle. I have the same, I have the same problem when I don't eat and I drink three beers. I and I black out, and I'm like, how did I black out last night? What did I, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's uh, I like your eating disorder joke. It's very funny. All right. Your next comedian is another funny lady. Uh, love it every time she's here. She's going to bring her new material for you guys right now. Put your hands together for Ginny Hogan. So I saw a guy holding a selfie stick on a bicycle. He was bicycling, holding a selfie stick. I was like, God damn it. I, fuck it. I hope he lives, you know, because the odds are stacked against him. I think probably everyone is, uh, is rooting for him to fail, but I, I like that kind of attitude. I hope he survives. Um, so a lot of times, like, women get into arguments about who should pay on dates. I'm a little old-fashioned. I think, like, whoever uh, wants sex more should pay. <laughs> but I, sometimes, like, guys say that, uh, or, like, people say that guys should pay because they, like, women spend more money um, kind of like looking nice to the date. So I don't wear makeup and I always kind of wonder if I'm like about to get called out on a date for being like, actually, I'm not gonna, not gonna pick this one up. But um, I don't wear makeup and here's the thing about like makeup 
and being a woman is that you have to wear makeup every day or never. Because if you wear makeup every day and then you take a day off, people think you're dying. <laughs> it, is, it is true, yeah. And if you never wear makeup and you wear it once, like, people think you're hitting on them. But, like, just them. Like, they think you have altered your face for that interaction. It makes sense to me, though, because, like, I kind of forget. Like, I, I see why guys could think that, because I am, like, 25, and some of the guys I know are balding, and I forget sometimes. <laughs> I forget sometimes, like, when I <laughs> <laughs> Not on the side. <laughs> when I like when guys start balding a little and then they just totally shave their heads, I always my first thought is cancer. Um, <laughs> Not you, Greg, I know. We've had this conversation about, uh, Greg actually can grow hair. Yeah. <laughs> he, he has it in him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Come on. Focus on me. Um, so I, I'm always getting in trouble for not taking sex seriously enough, like for trying to multitask in the middle. Um, in my defense, I didn't volunteer to be on top, and the chips were right there. Um, that is a true story. I did eat once during sex uh, with this guy, because I thought it would be funny. I, uh, he didn't think so, but um, it was with an ex-boyfriend of mine, and it was like pretty early into our relationship. Um, it was also late into our relationship, it turned out, but anyway. Uh, and so he was like, Janine, Fuck off, like, you can't just do that like midway through sex. And I was like, Tim, how was I supposed to know it was midway? <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> like, we were three minutes in. If that was midway, we were in for a record breaking night. But, like, seriously, like, women don't know when sex is going to end. It's true. And it, and it always feels rude to ask. What? <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> and, like, but I'd like to know, you know, it'd be great if I could get like a one minute light or something um, uh, to time out um, like my fake orgasm. Speaking of fake orgasms, some people shit on women for fake orgasming. Okay, here are the options when you're having sex if you're a woman. Like you can either have an actual orgasm, cool, like good luck. Um, you can like talk about other things, which I've been told not to do. Um, or you can just like sit there in silence and like stare at them. <laughs> Like a like a cat, <laughs> or like or like Helen Keller or something, <laughs> yeah, or like a bookcase. I don't know. What's silent? Um, yeah. So fake, like favoritism always feels like the best option. Um, anyway, okay. So this guy Tim, he was my ex boy. I'll try to do this quick. He was my ex boyfriend. He was a mathematician. He was a math PhD student. Um, yeah, I actually slept with three mathematicians um, in one year because the year that I was into mathematicians was my slutty year. Um, <laughs> but he. One time we were at math camp and he, <laughs> he, we tried to like get funky with food. I'm not like sexually adventurous, but we were like, I don't know, tried to experiment with ice cream and I kind of like dumped it on his chest. Fortunately his chest was like concave in, which meant like it just kind of sat there. And then I was like, no, I hate this. So I immediately like scooped it back into the container. And then I was like, maybe I'll save it for later. Like, I never know if I'm going to get hungry. Um, fortunately, he had, like, no chest hair and, like, didn't really sweat. But I put it in the fridge. It was in a dorm. It was a communal fridge. <laughs> if you eat other people's food, like, that's your own fault. I labeled it. Jenny <laughs> 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 Hogan. Oh, 
funny things. Uh, you guys want to tell her the things that you like specifically? There's one behind you, David, the one by the booth. There you go. While he's while he's uh, going up uh, to the day, or go ahead. Oh, hey, great job, Jenny. Um, I think for the yeah, it was a, it was a great performance. Um, <laughs> before I just so for the who wants sex more, I feel like it'd be funny if you were just like, uh, but then I'd pay every time. I just think yeah. like something self-deprecating would probably yeah. do really well. Um, for the chips were right there. I know you gotta laugh, but like you didn't really set the scene enough for okay, me. Like I okay. think you need to. I think yeah. you need to like s- kind of set it up a little bit. I just know that you're on top, but I can't like visualize anything more so and I I know you want me to uh the early late line was really great I mean you kind of like you somehow you milked three of the same exact jokes but really really well of like when in the sex it's gonna happen I mean it was amazing that you did that uh and it was great the one minute light I mean obviously it works for this room but you might just need to say like in comedy or set that up um and then and then in math camp it's like I think you might want to say like are you teaching it or taking the thing just I, I feel like I would want okay, to know the yeah. difference for yeah, that because you're like an adult thanks David <laughs> uh, one thing about uh, makeup is that if you aren't wearing makeup you might be more likely to suck his dick because nobody wants to have a weird like yeah, lipstick I, ring I, around the top of their cock you know so if you're not wearing makeup you might look more sexually promiscuous hmm. that's just that's me why I don't wear makeup so. right yeah. <laughs> so they're still on the ready <laughs> Uh, that was super funny. Good job. Um, I was thinking when you have the the math and the counting, there's something there um, that you've slept. That was your promiscuous oh, year or oh, something yeah, with yeah, the yeah. math. There's yeah. a, totally a connection. Okay. Yeah. Some joke that you yeah. could make with that. But super funny. And maybe maybe mathematicians are sort of like since they don't they're dorky, so that maybe they don't come as often. Maybe you sleep with them because they come so fast, you can like count it like one, two. <laughs> Three, I'm, you're done. Now you've something. I would assume that math, mathematicians would come quick because I just don't see them getting a lot of puss. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, this might just be me, but I think you lost some of the audience when you did the whole bald material. Uh, <laughs> I, that could be that me. Is that me? Just that me? That's me? Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, also, the whole bike and Segway sick, super depressing. Even more depressing when it's on a Segway. Uh, it's the worst. They're dead. They're so fucking dead. Um, and then also, yeah, the whole uh, being the math year, being your, a slutty year, like some kind of division thing. Like that's when my legs divided or whatever. What, you know, there's some kind of pun there. And uh, did you piss off David somehow? Uh, that was a lot of, a lot of critiques, uh, but all beneficial. Uh, I don't think so. Did I? <laughs> Yeah, I, was, I thought I was going to get a bigger laugh. I apologize. But uh, that's, my, that's my critique. Hey, Ginny. Uh, good job. I, th- I don't think three people in one year is slutty. It's not slutty. It's definitely not a slutty year. I think you should do something like... Something, something like relative to like your default sluttiness. Like make that... Like it's relative to like what you normally do, right? That's why it's slutty. Not because every woman who sleeps with three men is slutty. No, 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 I know, I know. Yeah. I thought the joke was that it's like not slutty. Well, yeah. I get, but I, I could go, I think I should explain it more, yeah. But, make yeah. a joke about rates, comparing rates like integrals. Yeah, I'll definitely make a joke about integrals. It's a really good idea. I don't think you're that. <laughs> I think, and most importantly, the, cat jo- the, the like a cat one was super, was super. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, hey, okay. The like a cat thing was like super great. Uh, but maybe like the Helen Keller or bookcase. I feel like you could have just left it at cat. Okay. I like that. Okay, ignore the bookcase one. But the Helen Keller, she was a very active sexual person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she went really weird. Helen Keller, the sexually active. Everybody clap wildly for Ginny Hogan! Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I love this CD in the background. It just keeps giving gifts one after the other. Just like these comedians, your next comedian. Uh, he is joining us tonight. I'm excited about it. Funny man. Clap like you've never clapped before for Jeff Dean! <laughs> Guys, so I uh, I just broke up with my girlfriend six months ago. I guess it was kind of long, um, and I was so excited to get on Bumble. Um, Bumble is a dating app. It's like Tinder, and it's where you swipe right if you're attracted to the the person's profile, and if if <laughs> if they swipe right as well, you get matched and you can talk. But with Bumble, unlike Tinder, girls have to make the first move which I was extremely excited about. I thought girls were gonna be blowing up my phone, you know? I set up my profile, you know? I, I, I heard that if you have a dog, you, you get swiped right like 20%, so I borrowed my friend's dog, took some pics. My ex-girlfriend was in all of my photos on Facebook, so I took my friends hiking, made them you know, take candid photos, where I'm just like, oh, hey. Um, and, uh, my phone was not blown. I bought a portable charger. That was a complete waste. Um, really, what happens, Bumble just sucks. You just you look through it. Girls match with you. But then if, if they don't respond within 24 hours, they just disappear. So you're just checking your phone all day like, Lisa, please. <laughs> Come on. Like, Barbara, if you don't respond, that's okay. I swiped right on everyone, and she was a casualty. But... So I'm not having fun with the dating apps, guys. I did get one date. I was pretty excited. The first date went well. Um, and then I was going to set up a second. And my birthday was coming up. And she said, you want to meet on Wednesday? How's Wednesday? And Wednesday happened to be my birthday. I don't do anything on my birthday anyway. So I figured, OK, that's fine. We'll go on a date on my birthday. Um, and then two hours before the date, she canceled. Something about babysitting. She's 26. She doesn't babysit. And I know what happened. Facebook told her, 9 a.m., it said, it's Jeff Dean's birthday. Remember to, to say happy birthday. And she said, I don't want to go on a date with someone on their birthday. And then she rescheduled for the next week. So I said, OK, maybe not. Maybe I'm overthinking this. Everything's fine. Um, so next week, the date's coming up. Um, and it's everything's okay. I talked to the wait staff at the restaurant we went to. Um, they brought out a cake. They sang me a birthday song. It was great. Um, she didn't call back, unfortunately. I know, I know. Um, I'm recently unemployed. I decided to quit my job and then look. I was really confident I was going to find something new. I'm not so confident anymore. Um, options are running low. Um, they say in San Francisco it's called being fun employed, like, um, you know, because it's fun. You don't have a job, right? But it's also, it's not fun for me at all. 
Apparently, it's fun for people who like save money or, um, who, or if their parents have money. Um, for me, it's just anxiety every day. I signed up for TaskRabbit. Apparently, you get paid like $10, so I'm not doing that. I might just move back home in with my parents. Uh, yeah, back home with my parents. Um, anyway, no fun at all. That's all I got for you today. That's my time. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. For Jeff Dean. Uh, comments, comments, comments. Comments uh, for the whole uh, going hiking with your friends and you turn around and like, oh, hey, didn't see you there <laughs> with the tripod. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's perfectly placed. Like, yeah, oh, hey, didn't, you said, oh, hey, and you did the smile. You should be like, I didn't see you there yeah. with the tripod. <laughs> Um, I think there's something with this TaskRabbit and moving home. You're like, apparently TaskRabbit pays 10 bucks. Fuck that. That's how much my dad gives me to mow the lawn. Yeah. So I'm just moving home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you said like Bumble, t about Bumble. So like Bumble tells you exactly how many hours you have left for this person to talk to you. So you could get like, you could be kind of confident at first. So when there's like 20 hours, you're like, no sweat. She'll definitely respond eventually. It's counting down. There's like nine hours. You're like, all right, all right. She's gonna fucking respond. And like, it'll tell you to the minute. It'll say, you, she has five minutes left to respond. And by then you're just fucking freaking out. Um, and just doing act outs for these various times. Cause it, it's weird that it's that specific with how much time you have left with this person. I think it's kind of like taunting you. That's how I feel about it. That's my experience with Bumble. It's also an amazing little like idea and premise, this whole Bumble thing, because it completely changes the way it used to be. Like in the 60s or 70s, I've read a lot of like, even in the 20s, Dorothy Parker wrote this thing in the New Yorker, and it was like, he's going to call. He'll call me. It's going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. And it's this huge monologue. And like women have been dealing with this monologue for so many years. He'll call me. He'll do it. He's going to ask me out. Everything's going to be okay. And it's like a very, like common female thing yeah. so to see you work through it as a dude and getting more hyped up like uh, uh we, we was just saying about the the time ticking down and yeah, yeah. you know it could be it could flip the whole thing yeah. upside down okay. Thank you. yeah I, okay, I'm gonna go. um i like that a lot Pim, and i think that it could be funny if you well you were sort of talking like the other day about pointing out kind of how like the dating apps have degenerated to the point where like the men now just don't have to do anything but it could be funny kind of like with what Pam said where it's like, yeah, now finally like men have to wait for like the women to respond and, and clearly like Bumble's only gonna last like two weeks. Or like you were like, I gave up on Bumble after like seven minutes. Like I can't do it. Um, I also like the names that you chose, Lisa. I like when you say Lisa please, that's really <laughs> funny. I thought you could have gone I, I like the idea of them I don't know I don't think Lisa's really like an old lady name, but I think the other ones could be old lady names. I thought that would be fun <laughs> like Gertrude, like come on, like I don't know. I thought that that would be funny. Yeah. So like like when you say to like, oh, she rescheduled on a birthday, and her, like you're like, oh, I knew what she didn't want, like like birthday sex, like like oh, I don't want to go on a date with him on birthday because then I'd have to have sex with him because birthday mm. is that a thing? That is actually what a direction I thought you were. Yeah, I yeah. thought you were going there, but then I mean, ah. which actually, if the joke wants to lead that direction, maybe you can get something. Yeah, I don't really know where I'm going with that one. Yeah, buying so, yourself you. a cake can necessarily make sense. Yeah, I mean, it actually happened. She, she canceled on my birthday and I had this like paranoia that she saw that it was my birthday and like was like I don't want to go on a date with a guy on probably because like, birthday sex because yeah. like maybe there's yeah that's what my friend said oh there's too much pressure on her to like 
give you a good time, like birthday sex possibility. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or like the other side of the coin is that I'm just a loser. That's where the funny is right birthday. there. That's the pressure. Yeah. So does it not even make sense to like reschedule and have a birthday cake come? I would, no, I would hit it from, if I was going to hit it from that angle, I'd hit it from the birthday, the birthday sex point of view. And if you want to hit it from the other angle, but I mean, if you already have them there, you might as well make them laugh. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Or you could assume it's the birthday sex thing to begin with. And then when you take her out later and you, you could really be a loser on the beginning. <laughs> or like I'm trying, um, I'm pretending it's my, maybe I bring the cake out, yeah, pretending it's my birthday so I can still get funny. sex again. Yeah, oh yeah, you're sex. still trying to get sex. Yeah, like okay. this yeah. is the only way you know how to get sex. Like you <laughs> this is your only. Like you change your birthday <laughs> on Facebook to match the date. Yes, <laughs> there we go. Like I fucking got her, I'm gonna get sex. <laughs> This might be a uh, this might be too dated, but nah. I just I just want a uh, a portal reference like the cake is a lie and portals, is, you know. <laughs> Sorry, it's uh yeah, it's too far. But I thought it was. Um, so back on uh, Bumble, there's that option to extend for 24 hours. So you can do mm. something like that where you extend it on Lisa, which just gives her another chance to ignore you. I forgot about that. Okay. I like that. Extend on it. All he wants to do is extend on Lisa. You see, that's the whole beauty of it. He wants to extend on Lisa. That's the this whole minute. Put your hands together, everybody. Very funny, Jeff Dean. Being topical about dating. Yay. Uh, BT Dubs, you're like kind of too good looking to be doing all of these. Uh, you, can you meet girls in public? Does that work for you? No? I'm confused because you're like really good looking. So, what do the other schlubby guys, what do they do? I've always been very awkward. Really? Like, I got made fun of a lot as a kid. Well, it's so poor like, good looking dudes. I think I'm like, maybe I'm blossoming. You should talk to Greg about that. Greg has a lot of experience with that too. You know what helped worked out for Greg? Cocaine. <laughs> That's another way to meet girls. It's nice. It's, it's, it's expensive, but it's a good way to meet the ladies. All right. Your next comedian, uh, he is uh, he's the star of today's show because uh, he gave Mutiny Radio not only 20 bucks, but he also bought the soap that's in the bathroom. So when you wash your hands, you think of this man. Wash your hands. You think of this man. Put your hands together right now for David Roth. Got the assist on that fucking hand wash player. Um, I'm going through a divorce. I'm going through a divorce. Thanks for yeah. Um, I think the most depressing part is like I prided myself on being the only comic that didn't have a bit about internet dating. <laughs> so I'm just scared that's gonna change. Um, just this could be my last set as a unique SF comic. Um, I usually. <laughs> I usually like doing uh, this show. It's kind of low stakes, everyone's fun, but this fucking guy right here is just a darker, handsomer version of me. <laughs> and it just makes me, you're just like what, who I want to be. Do we look the same or is it just me? <laughs> He's just better looking and a little darker, right? You don't, you don't look, why do you look so terrified? I'm not gonna use this in my material, I'm just, this is for now. Cool, I, well, I, No, not you, dude. Behind you. No, I'm handsomer than you, but less handsome than him. Um, 
Yeah, so let's uh, let's get into it. I'm tired of these ABC dramas. Uh, they're ABC dramas. <laughs> Do you guys even watch? Does anyone? You probably you fucking young bitches don't even watch this. You all have like Hulu and Netflix. You pay eleven dollars a month for shit. But ABC, like that's the kind of stuff I watch with my wife. And there was like twenty, twenty or twenty-five straight episodes where pe- people had sex everywhere but a bed. Like, it's like in a stairwell or in, like, an empty crime lab or, like, a janitor's closet. Like, now I feel like the fucking weirdo. Like, I have some weird, like, Sealy Posturepedic fetish. Like, because I like having fucking bed sex, and ABC just makes me feel like a piece of shit, you know? Like, confession time. Uh, a vagina and a mattress is enough for me. That's... You guys can workshop that and see how I can improve that joke. Um... My, uh, yeah, something special about me, I, I've only had sex with four women in my entire life. I'm sharing this uh, with the entire radio community, yeah. But two of them were named Esther, and both of them I had sex with in one semester. <laughs> Which has to be like the Jewiest thing that's ever happened. Um, the first Esther, it was, she was great. She was really cute. We like watched movies together and like picked apart like the plot lines. And she was actually like surprisingly sexual for someone that was Jewish. Um, it was a great relationship. The second Esther I had sex with, so I could tell people like you that I had sex with two Esthers in one semester. That's really, and she was kind of like, she was, her body type uh, was very attainable. Uh, she, <laughs> she, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say she was like a catch. Uh, and my, my roommate was asking me, he's like, why would, you, you know, why, why, why are you going after that girl? And I was like, you know, sometimes with love, you know, there's no rhyme or reason. Uh, but in this case, the rhyme is the reason. So, <laughs> is that going to work in another setting? I don't know. That should work. Maybe. I feel like just the fact that they have that phrase, rhyme or reasons, like that a rhyme is enough reasons to do something as stupid as fucking someone. Like, if that phrase exists, it's just like, rhyme, I can't be the guy that invented rhyme fucking, right? I'm not a monster. Uh, thank you, Pam. Uh, let's see. I already did that one and it didn't go very well. Um, yeah, my wife, uh, she, part of the thing, reason things didn't work out, she wanted more danger in the bedroom. But like, look at me, like, I'm not, I'm not going to... Danger is not my middle name, you know? It's Herschel. Uh, <laughs> she's like, I'm not going to slap you around. You know I think your body is a wonderland. Um, that was a John Mayer reference without setting that up. But, like, I, I guess I have, like, Jewish boy syndrome. Like, I grew up respecting my mother, and then I started to respect women, and that is just a big problem in the bedroom. Uh, that just... Oh, my God, I... Those guys are ruining my set with their quiet chatter. Uh, what the fuck was I talking about? Danger in the bedroom. Fuck. Greg, what's my next joke about? Upgrade to HBO. Uh, did I say I was Jewish? Um, I can't remember. I'm glad the stakes are low. No one gives a shit about how I'm going to end this set except for Jeff Dean. Uh... <laughs> Oh, yeah, but she, yeah, my wife and I, we kind of wanted the same thing, the same thing, like, sexually. We both wanted me to act like a man. Um, I think the reason it didn't happen, like, my first girlfriend, uh, she was, like, super dominant in bed. It was, it was kind of amazing. Like, the only sex move I learned that year was called the luge. It's just like... 
That was awesome. All right, guys, that's been my time. Thank you. David Roth. Perfect set. People going up. Greg uh, Gettles first here. Uh, critique. Uh, so the ABC thing. Like me and my wife watch or watch. But you used to be like watch and then say watched. Yeah. Like like it just it just happened. The divorce. Like we used to watch watch ABC and then like uh, also uh, with the whole she wanted like. More trouble in the bedroom, or what was the last Danger. thing? Danger. I think you should like. You know, what do you want? Like me to upgrade the TV package to like HBO or something? Like a little more raunchy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Rather than the ABC. Like that could be like your go-to to upgrade the channels. Yeah. Upgrade to Skinamax. You yeah, know, something so you like can, that. You know what I mean? Like that's so yeah, your, you can watch the fake, the fake like, no, fucking. Like, yeah. Or like the spin on that, that Danger, or like you start watching more. Shoot em ups. Da- dangerous yeah. movies, yeah. yeah. You know, that, that's why I think you're going. You started watching Die Hard in a Bedroom or something. I don't know. Right, right. It's fun you to fuck the gunfire, right? You wanna? Did Did you used to have a tag about your Esther semester? Because if not, how is that not a thing that you do? Like your Esther semester is just funny. Because yeah, it's pretty like funny. I wrote that down too. Yeah, I had two Esthers in one semester. Esther semester, yeah. That's the joke. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it. That, that's yeah. why that whole. That's why the whole rhyme, rhyme or reason works. Yeah. You just have to say it though. Yeah. So it making my it. Esther semester. No, just say the word yeah. Esther semester. Yeah. No, yeah, the Esther semester is the rhyme. That's for the rhyme or the reason. That's why that whole joke came about. Was yeah. the, he says that at the end of it to wrap it up. But but it, yeah, you didn't actually say the rhyme in the thing. So in, it's like, why didn't you say the? Yeah. Also, I didn't love. I, I also loved it when Seven thought you were talking about him too. So if you could incorporate that somehow. Like, the, only road gigs, you know. Keep yeah, yeah. The the real the real gem that was in there that made me lose my shit was uh, really attainable. That was amazing because you're not being mean. Yeah. Like you're being kind, yeah. but you, we precise. know exactly precise. That was really, really unusual and great. I agree, good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. And the lunge, that was, yeah. Luge. I'm not French. Uh, sorry that you have to dumb Esther Semester down for us so much. But yeah, I guess if you just say Esther Semester, that'd be yeah. good. Um, when you talked about how you like bed sex, I think it gives you a good opportunity to set up for later the like, particular things that you like that are like cute, cutely romantic and very like soft. Because yeah. you could talk about the candle lights that you like and the exact like the clover petals on the bed or yeah. the fluffy things that you like in sex. And then later when you're talking about how she wants danger, you're like, well, I mean, we could get spiky clovers or like we could keep the spikes on the roses, I, like something, yeah. you know, where you or still want. The candles yes. could be close to the curtains. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's dangerous. Or or scaring the shit out of her. Like, well, why don't you? You know, she doesn't want a baby, but she goes off birth control just for the scare of it. <laughs> I don't know if I started yeah, coming before I. Hey, David. I think I was. I'm going to say something kind of similar. I think it would be funny when you're talking about, like, the all you need is, like, a vagina and a mattress. Like, kind of an obvious joke. It could be, like, actually, I don't need the vagina. But also, like, um, 
like you could be really particular about like the top sheet like and a top sheet obviously i feel like that's a jewish guy thing in my experience is it no like being really particular about sleeping under the top sheet <laughs> is that- well, it's a, it's, it's. She's making reference to the way that the Orthodox Jews have sh- have sex. Yeah, with the hole in the sheet. They don't actually see each other naked. They no, put a no, hole no, in the no, sheet. No. Oh, oh you're not. Oh, just... oh, okay. Because the Orthodox Jews actually do that. They never actually. You have a sheet with a hole in it, and you fuck them through the hole in the sheet. This is that, that's a real thing. The real Orthodox Jews do through a hole. Like they yeah. put a sheet and they cover it. You never get to see their naked body. You have the whole. He's doing it right now, being as Jewy as he can be. Everybody, put your hands together for David Roth. Our next comedian, uh, he is a stalwart here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, he's usually number 17 or 18 on the happy hour, depending. Uh, right now, put your hands together, everyone, and clap them in a wild, slappy-like fashion for Jesse Warren. My Facebook recommended friends is full of people I hate because Facebook can't tell that I'm stalking them out of spite and not admiration. So now when I'm scrolling down my news feed, it's just like fear of missing out, punctuated by hatred of these people. It's annoying. Uh, or Facebook might know that I hate them, and they, it could be encouraging me to be the bigger person. Jesse, friend these people. You make your enemies your fr- Oh, fuck. I fucked up the quote. What's the Abraham Lincoln quote? You, I defeat my... No, that's not the one. You defeat your enemy... I defeat my enemies when I make them my friends. I'm glad I got it right. It's not funny, but I got it, the quote right. You should write it down. Yeah, I defeat... That's when I make them my friends. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm mixed, I mixed race, but I did something really white. The other day, I decided I'm going to go on a cleanse... Uh, I, but like which, all right. But like which race do you start with, right? All right, I missed the missed the missed the punch. All right, uh, so ethnic cleansing joke. Uh, right. But which race do you start with, right? They film uh, like races in slow motion, which is interesting. Do you think somebody stupid ever goes, well, hey, I'm faster than that? I don't know. I could see somebody doing that, maybe. <laughs> uh, I'm... <laughs> Control yourself. I'm, uh... I'm kind of a douchebag. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of a douchebag, but I'm not that bad. Like, if you were to ask somebody who knows me, hey, do you like Jesse? They'd be like, actually, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, but I'm not. I'm not that bad. I'm really not that bad. Uh, like one time, I even took my ex out on a date while we were still together. <laughs> took her out on a date once. Uh, we were together for four years. 
No, that'd be fucked up. I don't actually do that. Uh, uh, so I'm... Uh, s- people say I'm metrosexual, but I don't really get it. Like, I got this haircut, but it's only because straightening it took too long. <laughs> I actually did straighten my hair in college, man. It was a weird phase. I did it for a year or two. Just being honest about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, I th- I don't like lovey Facebook statuses. I think they're like the modern equivalent of like shouting your love from a mountaintop. Does that make sense? Uh, fu- <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> All right, let's think. Think of one. You guys know them though, right? Like, like Miranda. Every day I fall in love with you all over again. Uh, which is like kind of romantic the first time you yell it, but like, what if that person just yells it day after day? I think eventually you'd be like, yo, why is that person still on that mountaintop? She get off that mountaintop. Don't they ever log off that mountaintop? Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's going on, dude? Uh, yeah. Uh, um, I guess really quickly, uh, I on Friday, I went to the open mic here, and then I took one of Pam's edibles, and I got had this like big setup that I was going to do, where I went home, I ordered food, and I had this movie I was going to watch, and I went on Netflix, and um, I was already as high, I was fucking awesome, I was excited, and as soon as I started press play, it said, too many users currently on Netflix, because me and my family share, all share a Netflix account, so what I did was I called my parents... <laughs> and told them to stop watching their movie. <laughs> and as soon as I was, re- I, as soon as I said it, I was like, whoa, did I just call my parents to tell them to stop doing what they're doing so I can watch Pootie Tang yeah. again? <laughs> Jesus, I am way too spoiled. Yeah, that was, that was a weird thing that actually happened. <laughs> Jesse Warren doesn't give a shit about his parents. If you want my Netflix password, you can have it. If you if that ever happens again, you just need to you can use mine. It's fine. I don't watch a lot of it. Cool. Comments. I think the slow motion running idea is funny, but um, you have to set it up in a better way instead of saying like, "Has anyone ever asked?" Go ahead okay. and ask, or th- go through the time when you thought that that's the rate, and you were like, fuck that, I can run faster than that. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I should make me the dumb person. Or someone <laughs> actually say it. It could be someone else, but instead of saying, does someone ask, you know. Yeah, 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 okay, press. cool. Um, Do people feel that, though? Like, is that a thing, is that f- slow motion? Is it typically filmed this mo- slow motion? I just saw it once, and it was like a CrossFit. Okay. I just thought it was like real time, and then they just Okay. Yeah. What does log off the mountain mean? You said log off, yeah, I mean, like, log off the mountain. It was, I'm like, it was probably confusing, but like it's co- comparison to like Facebook. It's like, doesn't this person ever get off Facebook? Cause mm-hmm. They're constantly posting these stupid like public love statuses about the other person. We could just message that person instead of posting it publicly. 
So yeah, that's funny. That's a funny comparison. So you have to say that a little bit. Yeah. You have to dumb it down again. Like, well, no, I just didn't have. Yeah, it wasn't. Because I, I log off the mountain got me, but I was like, what the fuck does that okay. mean? Okay. <laughs> I'll make that more. Yeah, fun. I think we were just confused about like. Facebook is on Facebook is on the internet and mountains are in nature and like you never like really we were it was like a very confusing space the joke was living in because we couldn't tell like when you were talking metaphorically and when you were talking like literally right. so You're it was right. like that was the problem okay thank you I have, I have feedback I'm sorry I was no I'm <laughs> I have the microphone I'm sorry I was disrupted during your <laughs> I thought uh I thought the thing about the hair straightening was could have been worked into the thing about the douchebag. Okay. Well, it kind of was, but I feel like I just feel like you could do a bunch of examples of how you're like kind of a douchebag and then like not really, or like or like maybe it's like you I don't know like you're like very ins- you're like you know you'll get you're like yeah I mean like people think I'm like really into my hair, but like to be fair, I spend like two hours straightening in a day. Like you'd be into your hair too, something like that, or like okay. Know. Okay. I think it's funny that you went to college and you experimented with straight hair. <laughs> I think okay. that's funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. that by itself. Cool. Also, I don't understand where you're like, I'm not a douchebag, and then convince the audience that you're a way big douchebag with a one date in four years thing. Like, I, I, you kind of already look like a douchebag when you walk on stage. Cool. I think you should, like, win over the audience rather than remind them that, oh, that's why... Okay. The audience thinks that way. So when just you acknowledge it rather than define. Myself. Yeah, yeah. Because I, when I, when you go on stage, I'm like, this guy's got it better than me. Like straight up. Like this, that's why I look at you. I think that, and, and it, it creates something in my heart. Thank you. You know. And then when you say, I am actually this douchebag. I'm like, why is this? Why are we letting this guy on stage? <laughs> like fuck this guy. <laughs> he's, he's fine. It'll be Abercrombie will pick him up again. Uh, but the, but then I just I just feel like you should not say that line and remind because you're mm. you're building things up to like. Oh, this guy's not that bad. And then I'm bad. And I don't understand why you did that cross. Like, okay. just keep, like, showing them, like, more of your sincere side of things. Like, you're sincere. Like, you're genuine. You're trying to be honest. Don't do this whole I'm cooler than you at, like, halfway through. If you're okay. trying to build, like, trust, build that trust and be like, I'm not as bad as I look. Yeah. But don't be like, I am. I gotcha. Okay. I actually am in love. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Jesse. Yes. Uh, that last story was fairly, I mean, if not selfish, it's pretty douchey itself as well. It was just entitled, man. Perhaps, I felt really... Well, that's some, maybe perhaps you could wait till the very end with like, what he talked about to segue into I'm kind of a douche. Because that's like, that would be an wait, example of douchey behavior. Wait, are we talking about the, la- the, about the last thing that he did? Like, mom and dad, turn your Netflix off so I can watch a movie. Oh, wah, no, that's, wah. That was really funny. I'll go first, Greg, on that one. Uh, that's the best thing he did. Actually, that's the best thing he did. It's relatable. You don't need anything to be douchey. There's nothing douchey about that. You just got high. Yeah. You just got yeah, high yeah. and make bad fucking decisions. Yeah, yeah. Either, don't you think it would be funny if he was on a date and he brings a girl over to Netflix and chill? And I think, call, like, no. Like, oh, his parents, <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck off. Yeah. I mean, you could... Tr- I, yeah, yeah. I would say try it both ways, but I think the truth is funnier, and I think there's okay. nothing funnier than a lonely guy stoned <laughs> in his apartment. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, dude, that was very funny. Thank you. I'll, I'll try both of them. Yeah, I, I like... Uh, but uh, but really, Pam, thank you for that, because I wouldn't have done that without your uh, edibles. So that was... All that was right cool. on. Put your hands together, everybody, and clap them wildly for Jesse Warren. <laughs> They are good edibles. I make them every week now for Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Always edibles now because uh, I got a lot of weed. 
All right, your next comedian coming up to the stage, guys. Pay attention to him. Laugh hysterically. Clap those hands for Jackson McBrayer. Lazy. And just do this. Yes. Cool? Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Uh, all right, new shit. Uh, so, some advice for uh, people using Tinder on vacation. Put the last day you're on vacation on your Tinder profile temporarily, because all you're doing is adding scarcity to your cock, which adds value. <laughs> That's just basic economics. Uh, I, uh, I rewatched Breaking Bad, and I have, I have beef with that show. And it's not for the reasons you think. It's not because of the rapid drug use or, you know, the fact that that's the drug that put me in a wheelchair. It's actually the fact that they have a handicapped character on that show who's really handicapped. They didn't do the cripple equivalent of blackface. They actually found a crippled actor and hired him for this role. But in five fucking seasons, a male character in high school never has a girlfriend. They are passively saying cripples never get laid. Now do you wonder why I talk about sex all the time on stage? <laughs> to every male comic who's told me I talk too much about my dick on stage, shut the fuck up. I'm the only one doing it, and I get to do it. Like, last week I had three dates with two women because I learned, and I learned that like, I'm trying to slow game. Like, I'm trying to be better about slow game, and I heard about the three date rule. So I was like, okay, if I date two women, and I have sex with the second girl on the second date, then that still counts as slow game. It's just, I'm diversifying my portfolio. Um, thank you. <laughs> while I was in Hawaii, I actually, uh, I didn't get laid while I was in Hawaii, and I never got one of those necklaces made out of flowers either. I was just pissed. <laughs> I like that joke. It's a cheap joke, but I like it. Um, so yeah, I've been, uh, I've been doing slam poetry, and it's really awesome because slam poetry is a lot like stand-up comedy, except you don't have to be funny. It's like, oh, can you get up in front of a room full of strangers, talk about your deep, dark pain, and have people like you? Like, I don't think I'll be able to do that. That seems difficult. Uh, but I did meet a beautiful blonde British girl who was in a wheelchair. I was like, oh shit, I need to ask this girl out. Because I just want us, I wanted people to see us together and be like, look at those two beautiful cripples. They're gonna have like beautiful crippled children. <laughs> Guys, that's not how disability works. <laughs> like if I want a crippled child who looks like me, I'm gonna have to encourage my hypothetical girlfriend to do a fuck ton of drugs like my birth mom did. <laughs> it's okay. People ask me when I started drinking and I just tell them, in utero, because that's accurate. There uh, you. Uh, but uh, seriously, poetry totally gets me laid. It's amazing. Um, I'm really excited about that because now I'm like not stressing. Like, uh, does anyone else have a sexual shot clock where it gets past a certain point? And you're like, fuck, I need to make this layup real quick. No, just me. Okay. Uh, not relatable. Jackson, be more relatable. I'm bad at this. Uh, yeah, people have given me shit a lot, but I realized recently that uh, I'm pretty, and I'm a cripple, which means I'm like low-hanging fruit. Ha. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's it. Um, that's all I got. Thank you. Low-hanging fruit. Jason McBrayer. All right, comments. I I uh, I think you should say rather than two girls, like three dates with two girls, you should say like two dates with three girls, like because you do polyamory. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, just because it'll be a nice little transition for your future things. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. That's about it. You know what I mean? Because it's about polyamory. You talk about that in your set, too, so it'll be a good transition. Yeah, awesome. Is, is there more to be had with, like, uh, I, lo- I love the in utero joke. I was just thinking, like, you know, they don't ID or something, like some sort of, something funny about, like, how young you can drink in utero. Something yeah, like that. that. Straight past the throat into the yeah. Right, or like if they do, or if if you do get caught drinking later when you're like 15, you're like, dude, I was, I've been drinking since I was a fetus. Like, yeah, I think yeah, I'm all yeah. Good. When, like, when you first get drunk, uh, I was three days old or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know when utero is, cause I'd, I, but like whenever that day was. Through the yeah, lips. Yeah. I was fucking shit. My favorite bar is the was the womb or something <laughs> like. like when your oh. water, when your mom's water broke, it was liquor. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was like over the lips, past the gums. Look out, yeah, baby! They were taking, Here like, it comes. Yeah, they were taking shots from my mom's water breaking or something like that. Or like that was the first, that was the original body shot. Or like. Oh, that's funny. Oh, thank you. So, so I don't know if I like missed the joke uh, for the f- the flower around your neck thing, but. May perhaps is it because that's those are called lays? Okay, so perhaps maybe being explicit, like so, I didn't have sex and nobody gave me one of those flowers, so I didn't get laid, or and I didn't get laid, or something. Being explicit about it, it took me like a really long time, but maybe I'm just really dumb. Okay. Just riffing on the, just riffing on the the womb bar joke. I I, I just had this thought. I, I think it's a pretty good tag. It's like. I, I love going to the womb because they don't card. I always get served promptly, even though there's only one waitress, and I know she loves me because she never uh, charges me for drinks. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> All right, clapping hands wildly for Jasmine McBrayer. Your next comedian is a large and funny man, and uh, he lives on a bus, and you guys going to enjoy his jokes. But he is, he's tall. He's bigger than all the rest of you, like in his mind and literally in the world. Put your hands together for Ethan Albers! I'm a large man. I'm a large man, I guess. All right. I brought props today, guys. Prop comedy. Prop comedy, trying to new. Oh, I was uh, walking over here. Uh, as I was walking over here, I was walking with my dog. Uh, I didn't shower today, so I put my stocking cap on. Uh, I left the house with a mason jar full of uh, a vegan meal substitute. And uh, as I walked over, a little Latino woman gave me a free mango. <laughs> and I took it as like a awesome free mango. Right? That's how you take it, right? We'd all take it as free mango. Until I look down, there's a four on it. GMO! I see your game plan. Pick out the guys that have ruined her neighborhood and kill us slowly with this number four produce. Pretty good. That's riffing. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I brought my dog. We're we're training. I'm click training. So uh, she's a good dog. Hey, Luce. And you're supposed to click uh, and reward every time 
you see a behavior that you like. Like when she sits down, you click. And I thought, hey man, that might work for people too. <laughs> so we're gonna do a little experiment, okay? But here's the thing, I don't like when people laugh at me. <laughs> I don't. No, they're pennies. I, I'm not rich. I live on a bus. I can't afford dimes. <laughs> Moving on. All right. I, uh, oh, man. I was thinking of my, my dad. I don't know. I do that from time to time. And uh, we, uh, I was thinking about, uh, like, I was thinking about how he taught me certain things. Like, 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 he taught me how a human being, like, how a human being is irrational. This is such a bad setup, but I'll make it funny, I promise. Uh, how irrational a human being can be. Don't, don't do that, Greg. Uh, so, like, for example, like, I remember being a little kid and going to the SPCA uh, because the day before he went there and he, uh, he said, oh, I want the ra this rabbit for my son. And they're like, cool, there's a rabbit for the son. And then so uh, the next day he brings me back and they got rid of the rabbit. And my dad was like, I rain-checked that rabbit. And the woman's like, we don't rain-check rabbits at the SPCA. And so my dad, being an irrational human being, lovely person, uh, destroyed an entire wall inside of an SPCA building. For animals. Yeah. Not really funny, I guess. Best. I just want to do this. I came here literally just to throw pennies at you people and fucking click. <laughs> you just keep laughing. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. All right, I'm done. All right, joke, joke things. Destroy that last one. Who wants a GMO mango? He's, tra he's training all of you one at a time. Ethan Albers, yay. Uh, yeah, I didn't, like, get your shit. I like uh, the the penny throwing. I like the other stuff. Obviously, we're like Joe's stuff. I didn't understand the penny throwing setup at all, um, which doesn't say it didn't make sense. It's just like dog related. It just didn't click to me. So. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. So. I didn't click to you. Did it click? <laughs> I'm just gonna start by saying that I'm a bit of a pervert, but I felt like when you were talking about applying the clicking to humans, there's oh, like a dom about the clit, like I don't know. Yeah, I uh, um, I do this bit. This isn't the first time I've done this bit. Uh, I do. I like the fact that it's clean, like okay. the fact that it's just ridiculously silly. Yeah. Like it's just a bag of silliness, and I only do it in rooms full of comics. Because it's a bag full of silliness. Okay. Kind of like Ken Suzuki in the booth, am I right? <laughs> Ken Suzuki's a bag full of silliness, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> it's a really hard set to critique because I didn't really do any jokes. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so um, I, I thought it was fairly clear, that, that joke, but I might make it more clear to just acknowledge that what you're doing is classically conditioning things. Because everybody's taken like a Psych 101 class, <laughs> maybe. Or like... The, or yeah, it's just like a... You guys are speaking words. 
All right, uh, yeah, never mind. Ignore what I said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, one other critique. Can I critique something? Do Task Rabbit, dude. Okay. Straight up, dude, do it. It's, you can make actually pretty good money. I actually liked how the whole set had an animal training theme. That's like. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, that's PCA, yeah. Because yeah. you got your dad getting I got to make that funnier. Dog, so it's like if you got a couple more like animal related jokes, you're Goose. good. You know, Jackson, because you pointed that out, you get a GMO mango. Ethan Albers. All right, moving right along to our next comedian. He is all the way from Saudi Arabia. So clap like you've never clapped before for Janaid. Ban Janaid. Mama, when bake, mama, I don't want cake. Hello. Hello. I'm just going to go here. Hello. Uh, my name is Junaid Bajnad. I'm from Saudi Arabia. Uh, before I start making media, uh, I must first unzip my jacket so I, I can just breathe a little. Hey guys, are you guys serious? <laughs> Seriously? I'm from Saudi Arabia, not bedrock. We can speak English. It's a great to be here in America. Uh, my dad is Saudi and my mom is British. Uh, which uh, makes me Mexican, apparently. I had no idea. <laughs> I, ha- I had no idea. Uh, every time I meet someone here, it's like always the same reaction. Hi, my name's Jeanette. What's your name, Janet? No, no, it's, it's Jeanette. Oh my God, your name's Janet and you're Mexican. No, no, it's Jeanette, J-U-N-A-I-D, Jeanette. Oh, so you're Indian. No, we're, bo- <laughs> we're both brown and we both live with our parents, but that's not the point. <laughs> Uh, brief, anyone here ever been to Saudi Arabia? Wow, you like your safety, don't you? <laughs> a woman, go, white girl going to Saudi Arabia? <laughs> I'm glad you survived. You guys should know this history about Saudi Arabia. Uh, 2,000 years ago, we used to bury women just because they were women, which was hilarious. <laughs> uh, but I have two questions regarding this. If they were burying all the women, who was having all the babies? And my second question is, why did we stop doing it? It was such a good idea. Uh, So my sister is uh, in a wheelchair, uh, which makes her very happy, uh, because in her mind, she's the first woman to drive in my country, which... um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She she was trying to give me life advice. She's like, Jeanette, life is a highway. I'm like, you don't even drive, girl. Why are you trying to give me that kind of advice? (laughs) Uh, She's dead now. But the point is... (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) So I was at a museum. Uh, here in San Francisco. I can't remember which one because I'm lying. And, <laughs> and I got to the gift shop, and I have, to, I have to ask you guys this because just so I know that I'm not going crazy. Why are gift shops called gift shops when nothing in there is actually nice enough to be a gift? <laughs> this has always confused me. No one ever gets a gift from a gift shop and says, oh my God, thank you, Janid. I've always wanted this pen for work. <laughs> that was a clean joke. <laughs> Uh, You guys have a lot of sayings in in America, which is really good, but I have to ask you guys this. Uh, I had this uh, American teacher, and he was like, Jeanette, if you finish this assignment, you can kill two birds with one stone. And I was like, why would I want to kill two birds? (laughs) Killing one bird with a rifle is hard enough, let alone two birds with one stone. But then I started thinking about it. Like, what about the birds? If there were two two birds sitting on a branch, what would they say? Listen, son, if you feed your kids worms, you can poo on two heads with one shit. 
stupid joke. Uh, okay, I'm gonna finish with this. Uh, uh, I've been getting into martial arts, uh, which is great. Uh, I've been watching like the greats in martial arts, like Muhammad Ali, uh, Jackie Chan, and Chris Brown. <laughs> <laughs> but Chris Brown taught me how to beat up my wife, and I would never beat up my wife as a Muslim, self-respecting Muslim, because I know that all four of my wives end up kicking my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, si I'm sick of homophobia in my country uh, because like all homophobic guys are complaining about like guys sleeping with each other. Then you open their laptops and you find lesbian porn on their laptops. <laughs> lesbian porn is fake. It's downgrading to women and it gives unrealistic expectations when it comes to sex. And that's why I watch it. I mean, self-respecting Muslim. <laughs> okay, guys, that's my time. Thank you very, very much. You guys are very, very good. Really funny stuff. Uh, comments, everybody. Uh, I won't blow anyone up. You can tell me. Um, I love the beginning when you start out with your accent. I th think you could do that even bigger. You could start out with a much thicker accent. And I have noticed, sorry, uh, when people I know who speak Arabic, they, for some reason, it's like a decibel deeper. Like Arabic just is a deeper sound. So you can be really low even speaking in English because that is immediate like Arabic. You know what I mean? Okay. But you could just go stronger with that because I really like that, that change. That, that was cute. Um, and when you ask who was having all the babies, there's a joke in there about how one woman has so many babies in Saudi Arabia. So it doesn't take that many women to populate. Yeah. Maybe? <laughs> when you said your sister's dead now, I feel like that's a little too hard. I don't know why it was there. It and if it's true, that's fine, but like, it doesn't need to be there, maybe? Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Okay. Kind of too dark, but uh, yeah. too any dark. other comments? I won't hurt anyone, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to start out by making this about me. I'm, I'm, I'm also a comedian, so that's kind of what we do, so I apologize for that. But um, <laughs> one of my very first sets, um, I went on stage and I wore a uh, button-down shirt. And I said, before I start, I have something I'd like to get off my chest. I unbuttoned the shirt, and I'm wearing, uh, I have a piece of paper taped to my other shirt underneath, and it says, I enjoyed Cloud Atlas. And <laughs> your unzipping your hoodie made me think of that. So you could have like a piece of paper or something, or maybe like even a custom printed shirt if you have that kind of money, uh, that just says, I don't have an accent, you fucking racists, or something like that. Uh, I'm not really into the physical side of comedy. <laughs> like I'm, I just okay. go for talking, which okay. is what we do. Yeah, just a thought. Uh, any other? Um, <laughs> for the gift shop one, I think you just need to pick something more that you'd see in a gift shop. Like that could be funny, like Russian dolls or something. Like a Who's pen that? isn't uh -huh. really like... It was just the basic thing that I could think of. I'm not really a clean comic. I was just trying to go for something clean. <laughs> I'm a sick motherfucker, so <laughs> I was just trying to go for something clean. Uh, any other comments? No? Wow. Okay. Who's next? They loved your jokes so much, they had nothing to say. Janaid, Van Janaid, yay. All right. Uh, I know it's it's hard because there's uh, people need to go to brainwash and other mics this evening, which is lovely. Um, so what we're gonna do now, in order to fit everybody in, is we're gonna cut the comments to like you really have to have to say something so that we can fit everybody in. If you don't have anything to say, we're pretty much just gonna move because I really want to give everybody their four minutes, and we're starting to run out of time. So your next comedian, uh, he's a super funny guy. You can see him tomorrow night at Brainwash on the. Um, 
showcase from 8 to 9 p.m. There's an open mic from 7 to 8, and there's an open mic from 9 to 10. But in the middle, there's big, long sets, and one of them is from this gen- next hilarious comedian. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Stefan Massey. <laughs> Here are the fresh jokes. Um, Fresh jokes. Fresh jokes. Get them while they're hot. Uh, So I just came to realize that I've been ghosted on twice in one calendar year. Uh, No, don't. It's it's fine. I'm used to it at this point. I'm really just amazed that anyone could have a streak of luck with this kind of thing that's as bad and as long as mine has been. And so the best way I know how to describe it at this point is it's like a running joke, but it's happening in my life. Uh, I, I can't even get mad or upset when it happens. Uh, I just get mad for like 20 minutes, and then it gets exhausting to hold on to something that unpleasant and intense for any longer. Uh, and it just sucks because the most recent of the ghostings was preceded by a date that seemed to go really well at the time. So it's like I can't even do well when I'm doing well, you know? Oh well, I guess I, I'll just uh, <laughs> I'll just die alone, uh, which uh, should make me a better comedian at any rate. Um, it may shock you to learn that uh, as a comedian, I think about the art of comedy such as it is quite a bit. And as much as I look up to many of my fellow comics, I always feel like there's a dearth of diversity uh, as far as material that we do. And I just feel like most people only ever talk about food, their jobs, or sex, and any of what they're talking about. And it's like we have the whole of human history to draw on, and all that we can think about is eating, working, and fucking, for Christ's sake. Where's the weirdness, guys? Where are the super out-there comics blazing the trail started by Eric Andre? Well, I mean, one of the best comedians I ever saw uh, was at Penelope, and he just was, like, mumbling awkwardly through his jokes, and then he pulls out some fucking craft singles from the shirt of his uh, button, the pocket of his button-down shirt and just starts eating them as he's telling these jokes, and it was the best thing I've ever seen. I never saw that guy again, and I'm so mad about that. Where did he go? Where did he go, mysterious cheese eater? Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I don't date much, uh, and part of it is because I really don't like uh, playing games. I'm like, I'm horrible at playing games. Uh, like, like, Like negging. You guys know about negging? Yeah? Oh, man, it's the worst. Like, it's, you know, for those that aren't aware, it's just like, you know, you say, um, you point out in the middle of conversation a minor negative detail about the person that you're with, and the idea is then you're putting a chink in their armor, you're, you know, lowering their defenses a bit to, you know, get in there, as it were, Um, and... It's like I do that anyway. Like my brain automatically catalogs the negative features about people and like I just fucking say these things because of how I'm wired, you know? So why would I want to like try and make a game out of that? That's just dumb. I'm already, I'm an equal opportunity neck. Wait. (laughs) Shit. I might need to rewrite that. (laughs) All right, that's all I got. Comments? He was perfect, wasn't he? Fucking awesome. Absolutely. Stephen Messi, okay. yay! Your next comedian can be seen this Friday here on Pam Tess's Comedy Clubhouse, where we are featuring all comedians who have been divorced. So come this Friday and see your next comedian right now. You're going to clap like you've like you've never clapped before for Annette Mullaney yay for divorce um 
So uh, I have a conflicted relationship with porn. Um, back when I was married, it was like the only thread by which my libido hung over a pit of despair. Um, but now that I'm single and back in the dating market, I feel like it creates a lot of really unrealistic expectations, um, like that I'm going to try. Um, I actually got pretty lucky with my first husband uh, because he was a virgin when I met him, whereas I was an American. Um, so I like I got to control the information, right? Like all he knew of sex is what I told him. Um, so like blowjobs actually a terrible myth perpetuated by porn. Um, but yeah, there's you know there were some good things about marriage. Uh, foremost, it made rejecting other dudes easier, right? Like if someone hits on you, you just got a point over at that dude and be like, yo, I'm so sorry, otherwise I'd be totally into it, but that dude locked this shit down, bro. Um, and you can have like male friends. Um, like there's definitely temptation and that's hard, but I was, a, like, I was a terrible wife, but I never cheated. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah, okay. Um, but like ever since I've been single again, I have to like learn how to deal with like dudes hitting on me. Um, and I guess one fear that's come about is that I'm really worried about parties turning into orgies. Um, like, I'm from the Midwest, which might be part of it. Like, parties in San Francisco are definitely of a different caliber. Um, in the Midwest, like, parties don't turn into surprise orgies. You can tell, like, from what people bring to the potluck what kind of party it's going to be. If someone brings, like, a seven bean, three cheese, mayonnaise casserole, it's definitely not going to turn into an orgy. It's way too heavy of a dish. Whereas, like, in San Francisco, people here are always eating kale and smoothies. Like, they're just always ready to go. They're, they eat way too light. Um, so I've gotten really good at being alone. Uh, been, you know, I divorced, what, like two years ago? Um, and not to brag, like, too much, but I'm so goddamn good at getting myself off that sometimes when I'm on a date, I feel like Steph Curry playing pickup at the Y. Um, but yeah, I like being alone, and I think that technology has made it really easy. Like, I don't need human contact, I have podcasts. Parties, fuck that, I have Netflix. And like, emotional support, I have food. Um, so yeah, oh, sorry, back to orgies. <laughs> uh, I don't want to sound anti-orgy. Um, I think it's wonderful that people can delight in their sexuality, and like, on a theoretical level, I should be down with orgies because one of my least favorite things to do is to talk to strangers or talk to people. And like on dates, I've definitely had sex to avoid having awkward conversations. Um, but like I just can't get down with the orgy. Um, on one, like one, there's gonna be ladies there, and I respect women way too much to have to subject them to my shame cave. Um, <laughs> And like, I wish I didn't have to choose between respecting people and banging them, but I don't make the rules. Um, and then like, I guess it doesn't, there don't have to be other ladies there. It could just be all dudes and me. But like, I'm a programmer. So I just, you know, I kind of want to leave that at the office. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I've learned, uh, people think that because you've been through a divorce, you like learn a lot about relationships. Um, and one thing I've learned is that uh, you definitely, like, the problem in a relationship like a marriage is that fights can go on way too long. Like, they're never settled. So I think if I were ever to get another one, I would try to settle arguments uh, 
through trial by ordeal, right? Like invoke the gods. Cause I don't like, don't worry. I don't believe in God, but I can't shake superstition in some sort of sentient being that mostly ignores us, but definitely has a wicked sense of irony. Um, so I think my, my plan would be to like, every time something goes bad in the fridge, we'll just put that all together in one bottle. And then whenever we have a disagreement, we'll both drink it. And whoever doesn't throw up first is correct. Um, and that's just, there you go. Like the arguments ended, there's no bringing it up later. Um, and luckily I've been practicing for a while because, uh, I'm very bad at using food on time. Um, like, did you know, so I think this is good because it'll discourage food waste. Like, did you know 40% of all food bought in the U.S. is wasted? Um, it's just fucking terrible. We're like, oh, I bought this food, but I'd have to cook it. So instead, I'm just going to let it rot. Um, yeah. So, uh, mm, do, do, do. Uh, I have friends who come to me asking for relationship advice because they, you know, they think I'm like a sage. Um, the problem is that I just... Their situations are so different than mine. They'll come to me and they'll be like, um, I saw this dude for three months and he uh, didn't, fuck. I saw this dude for three months and uh, I finally got to a point where I wanted to define the relationship and he said he just wanted to keep it chill and now I can't see him anymore. And I'm like, wait, so you had steady sex for months, no commitment and he didn't fuck up your credit? What is his number? Because I would like to give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's it. Thanks. Oh, and I would... Annette Mulaney! I know there's no time, but I would really appreciate comments. The, the best line in that set was uh, bringing it up later when you were talking about vomiting. Oh. It was an accident. Yeah. You said without bringing it up later, and you were talking about vomiting, and I was like, ha, 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 I have the same note. I said, because it's come up already. ha, <laughs> ha. Okay, uh, also, uh, did you mention where you're, where you're from in the Midwest? Mich- no, I didn't. What, where are you from? Michigan. Like, where out of Michigan? Lansing. Okay. That's a, that's a big one, right? Like, I think you should, like, it, well, you're, like, from Lansing or, like, the, another smaller town next to Lansing? A smaller town next to Lansing. Mention that name. Because, uh, like, I'm from whatever small town, Midwest... And I think it would just add more to a little more description. Okay. Um, and also, I think it was funny when you're like, my my first husband, like you're going to have a lot more, like one of four or something like that. I just think that was funny. And you're like, that's the first husband of whatever. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Thank you. Annette Mulaney! Come see her Friday on Pamdasis Comedy Clubhouse. A mere $5 and you get a weed treat. Your next comedian, another funny lady, she went to the comedy college, but we're not going to hold it against her. She's super funny. Here she is, Allison Hooker. Yeah, there we go. Hey now, learning how to use a mic. That's fun. So I don't know how this goes for you guys, but I gotta say, comedy comes to me sometimes at really bad times. You guys feel me? Like, I was making out with someone for the first time. I was laughing in his mouth. 
And like I, it wasn't even related to him at all. I just thought of something, and I was like, "Oh, this gonna be good." And I started laughing his mouth, but you know, I was making out with him, so obviously I was gonna have sex with him. I mean, you know, I'm not like that. <laughs> so I had to wait through this entire session, you know, kind of waiting for him, you know, waiting for the sex to be over, but really not wanting to forget this idea that I had and kind of building on it while while the sex was going on. So I write it down when we're when we're done having sex, and he thought he thought I was journaling. He was like, "Oh, are you journaling?" <laughs> I was like, oh, no, that wouldn't make me journal. Um, <laughs> it was cute, though. He wanted to join me, so he, like, got out his moleskin and his crayons. <laughs> He's he, writing all big, you know, like, I couldn't not read it, even if I wanted to. It was like, I had sex, like a picture of a dick. I do have to ask you guys, I, I mean, we're in a room of mostly men, like, what is with drawing dicks? I just, I don't get it. Is it, what is that? I mean, if you want to answer. It's, it's funny. It's funny? Yeah. Because I mean, I especially, love dicks. Especially the more descriptive you get, the funnier it is. Like, th- throw a couple veins into it. Oh, yeah. boy. That's funny? <laughs> yeah. Because I really like them. I don't want to draw them. We also don't really want to take pictures. Like, the, you guys like to take dick pics and send them to us. And I'm thinking, what I realize is it's probably because the camera adds 10 pounds. Like, you guys take a dick pic and send it, you know? You feel like, oh, yeah, that's my dick. We take a pic, still adds 10 pounds. It's just like, <laughs> just a puffy pussy. That's never fun. Anyways, uh, we've been talking about divorce. I'm married and divorced at 30. Yeah. Try and make good time, you know? I figure, you know, get a dozen in. I hear the 13th is free. Fucking punch card situation. But um, I, I learned through marriage that actually what men want in long-term relationships is, is a chase. You know, because anytime my, my ex wanted to have sex, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's go. And so he never got to chase me, and I, and I felt like that became our problem. So I started trying to make him chase me, um, pretending I wasn't trying to have sex with him. Like, I dressed down in my panties to do housework, you know, pretend to stub my toe, like, ouch. Oh, sh- shoot, ouch. He'd get me ice, go back to what he was doing. <laughs> or like, last time I saw him, I was like, okay, so um, my panties are wet. He was like, what, is the dryer broken? I was like, no, I am trying to have sex with you. He was like, okay, let's try to stay focused on the divorce paperwork. (laughs) But now I'm in a new relationship. I'm in a new relationship, and um, I know it's a new relationship because he thinks all the things that I do are really cute. You know, like, we'll wake up in the morning, he's like, oh, you were so cute. You were, like, talking in your sleep last night. Like, down the line, he's going to be like, you never stop talking. You literally talk in your sleep. You know, or he loves the fact that I, like, always want to have sex right now. He's like, you're so cute and sexy. Just uh." Later, he's going to be like, put my dick down. Put it down. We are at my sister's graduation. What are you doing? (laughs) Like, get that out of your mouth. When did that get in your mouth? Stop. This is my uncle's funeral. So anyways, it's fun being in a new relationship, though, you know? Everything's cute. I had something else to say about that, but I don't remember. Oh, damn it. That's it. Thanks, guys. Allison, hooker! Dicks in her mouth, just like a hooker, yay!
I, I the the, uh, the bit with uh, the the guy you just had sex with, um, uh, you know, drawing with crayons. That's very funny, but it also sounds like you just fucked a child. <laughs> I agree. I wrote that down. A man. Yes. No. No. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so clowning on men, I can't. No, 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 just just push. Children, the the whole Crayola thing. No, just push the man thing. Push it. Push man at the at the top of the joke, and then. Or just like drive home that it is a man like drawing with Crayolas. That's gonna be funny. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Man child. That's a common phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, There was also in the beginning you were talking about um, like writing a joke while you're making out with someone, laughing in their mouth. Uh, you're very vague about what the idea is. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of interesting. I feel like you should maybe throw that in. Okay. And then also you were talking about, like, why it's so interesting to men that they just draw dicks. Uh, I put put it to you. Uh, why is Georgia O'Keefe trying to hide all those vaginas in those flowers? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> At least we're up front about it. Yeah. All right. One thing. When you bent over and you tried to be sexy in front of your husband, you like bent down and then you said, "Oh shoot, you lost me." <laughs> like, oh, like you know what I mean? Like, like you stubbed your toe. Like that's not like oh, sh-. you should be like, oh shit. Like, like oh, like dirty. You know what I mean? Oh shoot seems like too cutesy and like I don't know. Is it Marcella? You you laugh. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Oh shoot! I, there's not a dick like oh, the whole shoe <laughs> thing. Like just like if you, you. <laughs> like I, you know what I mean. Like you gotta be more like you already had the you gotta get the voice down or something. Like you already had the body down. Like you bent over, you looked over your shoulder, and you said, "Oh shoot! Like what the fuck? <laughs> Are you okay? Like I don't understand." That's why my husband didn't want to fuck me. <laughs> it was the worst. Well, here's, here's your sign. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that's a Jeff Fox for you thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, don't say, oh, shoot. It sounds, it might, yeah. Allison Hooker! <laughs> Your next comedian is going to be in San Francisco for the summer. We all learned that on the Bay Area Comedy Network. And uh, clap your hands. It's the first time he's been here at Mutiny Radio. It's Omar Kreshi! <laughs> Good to be here. I'm in uh, San Francisco from this for the summer. It's true. Um, I'm from Missouri originally. Shit's weird in Missouri. I uh, have, has anyone here ever done an eating contest? I I have done an eating contest in Missouri. There's a place called Hog Wild Barbecue, and they have a contest in which you have to eat eight pounds of nachos with like meat and cheese on it, and I succeeded. Uh, and if you ever get the chance to eat eight pounds of nachos, don't do it, all right? It's a terrible idea. The whole time my body was like, no! Like, my body felt like New Orleans post-Hurricane Katrina. It was just wreckage and like looting and shit going on. Afterwards, I went to the doctor and I was like, doc, I think I'm dying. And he was like, you probably are. Like, you can't just eat a fat baby's weight worth of nachos and then be fine afterwards. It's like a medical miracle you're still here. And you, you know what the prize was just to, for all of this? You get to have your face on a wall. I, that's the sorriest group of people I've ever seen. And, and let's be clear, just only men. 
no woman is just like, let's just ruin myself for no fucking reason. It's exclusively men. And you know what the crazy thing was? Every single man in the picture was wearing suspenders. <laughs> not like a cool Brooklyn hipster way, like in a, a belt's not gonna work way. Like in a, they don't make this much continuous leather. So instead I'm gonna strap my pants on over my shoulders like I'm aboard a fucking spacecraft. This is too much, I don't know. People in Missouri are weird though. When they found out that I was living here, they were like, well, my friend Brett was like, well, moved to the Bay Area, huh? Did they turn you gay out there? It's like, it's uh, not how it works. I moved near San Francisco, not Hogwarts. You know what I mean? There's no magic. It's not how it works. You don't turn you gay like that. He was like, well, you look gay to me. What does, that, what does it mean to look gay? Do I have a dildo coming out of my ass? Which, to be clear, it's 2016. Even that's not a clear sign. All right, people are into butt stuff. This fucking guy, it looks like he's into butt stuff. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to blow up your spot, my friend. No, you know what, you know what I do think is crazy? I, I love when people say, like, it's not Adam and Eve. No, it's not Adam and Steve, it's Adam and Eve or whatever. Have you heard that? Why, why is that okay? Is it because it rhymes? Is that how we make decisions now? Whoever smelt it, dealt it. Great syllogism, buddy. You're, that's not enough, okay? It can't just rhyme. You've got to have some more argument there. I don't know. People are weird. Uh... I, I listen to, you guys are fucking really, like almost sickeningly white. This is just very white. I feel like you're, you're translucent. What are you? I'm Persian. Too white. Just, just. And Mexican. Not, just, and somehow you look white. I don't know what happened to you. You get outdoors. Get some color. You look like a disaster. No, no, I'm, you look wonderful. I don't mean to insult you. Um, no, but here's, here's the thing. I love rap music a lot. I think rap music is great. Uh, I like Jay-Z's 99 Problems a lot. And one of my favorite verses in that song is, I ain't past the bar, but I know a little bit, enough that you won't illegally search my shit. Jay-Z, you're black. They kill black people. It's not the time to be like, my Fourth Amendment rights, they will murder you tonight, Jay-Z. This is not the time to get overconfident. These cops are bad. And you know, to be fair, a lot of times people say to me after I say stuff like that, like, Omar, not all cops kill black people. And that's a terrible argument. Here's why. Let's say this guy and I opened up a daycare, all right? And a couple of us peed on the kids. It wouldn't be in, like R. Kelly style, just in case anyone was wondering. It wouldn't be enough for us to then say, well, not all the counselors peed on the kids. Yeah, that's true, but enough did that it's an issue, right? It's not like part of the job for some reason. Thanks so much, guys. That's my time. Omar is going to be with us all summer, and we can't wait to hear more jokes about him peeing on small children. Yes, fuck those kids, unless you're getting paid to hang out with them. Uh, all right. Moving along, we have a couple more comedians left. We have three more, so we're just going to roll on through it. Your next comedian, funny man, really helpful for the station, bought me a beer. It's George! A soldier boy without a Fuck me, standing. <laughs> Everybody. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> just so dumb. I asked not to get on tonight because I didn't want to get on tonight because I didn't bring any jokes tonight, but I only had one fucking joke in my head. And I hate earworms. That's all it comes down to. Don't like earworms. Everybody hates them. I don't know. Hey, Ethan. 
You got an earworm, you know, like a song that just gets you hear it once, it gets stuck in your head all night. You get that um ba and then you're done all fucking day, right there. Yeah, right. Everybody, Star Wars theme, some bullshit, right? And like I was thinking back about like, what's your first fucking, what's your first earworm you can remember? And I sat there and I was thinking. I was like, no, that's not a by men and that's not a thing. <laughs> it's not a song, right? But you can get that stuck in your head. And I was like, fuck. And it was fucking, I sat there and I was like, oh, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. His name is my name too. Whenever we go out, my people always shout, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Da 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 da. John Jacob. Because it just goes on and on and on and on. Because it's one fucking verse. And I don't know how I had to end up singing it, but like I had this weird fucking teacher back then who made a, he, first off, let me tell you how weird this teacher was. Teacher had a shelf, kind of like this, right? Had a bunch of piano bullshit, like notes and shit. And on it was this fucking elf. You remember those big haired elves? With a syringe in its neck. <laughs> and he called it, it's a furry with a syringe on top. Because we had to learn fucking Surrey with the fringe on top. <laughs> the weirdest fucking dude, right? And we had to learn, like, I met a gal from Kalamazoo. Like, we're all born in the 20s. This guy was 65 years old teaching, like, 12-year-olds and 14-year-olds. Like, it's like Kalamazoo, like Nickelodeon. <laughs> Put another nickel in in the Nickelodeon? What the fuck world we living in, dog? Like, it's like in 1989, 1990s. Like, the world's moving around us, and I got to sing about the Nickelodeon. I got to explain to my friends what the fuck a Nickelodeon is. Like, nobody knows what the fuck that is. I could bring that up all day. They don't know what it is, but anyway. <laughs> Learn all those stupid fucking songs, and now I got fucking John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt in my head. But anyway, that's about it. We're gonna leave it there. Get out of here, like. George D. Smith. Everyone knows what a Nickelodeon is. It's where you get yeah. slimed in the nineties. Yeah, that's yeah, what, that's yeah. what happens. Television network it's for a children television now. Television network. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Ren and Stimpy yeah. in nineteen eighty nine. It was movies. good. <laughs> I am the keeper of the cheese, and you're the lemon merchant, and she knows it. That's why they're going to kill us. I'll save you, little missy. Sorry, that's an old Stimpy line. Put your hands together, everybody, for George D. Smith. Oh, okay, yes, we have comments. I get out of your life. Quick quick comment. You're you're very expressive in your face. Yeah. And so I think you need to lose the headphones and the the hat because it takes away from your eyes, and you're very expressive in your face, and it's very distracting. I can't can't really see your face. Takes away from his eyes. it's true, though. It's true. You're right. You're absolutely right. You need to get away from your podcast and in the place. See, this is what we'd be working with. Me with hair. Well, now you have James Harden jokes, and now you have now you have a bunch of uh, LeBron James and James Harden jokes. Look at that. All right. right It was that easy. And your face would be more expressive, and and I don't look at this now. Now I'm looking at you rather than his eyes are doing this, but his hat's right here. I got it. Do that now. All right, cool. We'll do that. We'll work on that. We'll do that next time. Hooray, George! Yay! 
two more comedians left. We're going to fit them in. Your next comedian, he is a stalwart here at Mutiny Radio. He runs shows here on Saturdays and sometimes Sundays called Baby Gotta Eat. And one time he did uh, the Asian uh, invasion, uh, but it was called the Silk Road. Put your hands together right now and clap them in a wild, slappy-like fashion for Ken Suzuki. Thank you. I feel the love. Yes, thank all of you. Thank you, Pam, for uh, plugging my show last month, Silk Road Comedy Tour. We begrudgingly named it that because apparently, according to one of our co-hosts, Orientalism Showcase would have been too offensive (laughs) to the poor little chinky-eyed Orientals. Now, oh, man. I don't know. There was a comic up here talking about how guys like to send our dick pics uh, because the the presumption is it'll add 10 pounds. The camera adds 10 pounds. I wish 10 pounds is all I needed. That's all I'm saying. I'm sorry if I seem like I'm sorry if that's too personal. Um, I was told you need to be much more... uh, personal, you know, and vulnerable on stage. Talk about your point of view. Tell us who you are. Uh, so I've decided to adopt the point of view of a pathological liar. Yeah. Uh, you know, on speaking of my penis, I have an interesting relationship with it. Uh, I th- There's nothing like finding out on a kindergarten trip to the pool in the locker room for a bunch of other five-year-olds that you have an abnormally shaped penis. I was like, afterwards, I went up to my mom. I was like, Mom, Mom, why does, why does the tip of my penis, why does the front of my penis look like Jay-Z's lips? Why are they calling it Joe Camel, asking if you can smoke a cigarette? And that's how my mom taught me about circumcision. She said, well, Ken, I thought of having you circumcised, but the doctor advised, with your dad's genes, you would need every, you would need every inch you can get. Now, for those of you who don't understand, uh, my dad is a, he's a little, oh, little bit of the name of my previous showcase. She didn't understand eugenics, guys. She didn't understand eugenics. She's sorry. She had a poor grasp of science. Uh, but sp- science has been making interesting developments. Though. Scientists have now gotten to a point where they're starting to culture and grow meat in petri dishes. Yes, it was the joke about small dicks and, and, and gooks. Uh, well, uh, some would say yes. Never met the guy, but yes, from what I understand, yes. Um, the real meat and petri dish, it's beautiful, man. Guilt-free, st- gook-free, uh, gook-free, guilt-free meat, guilt-free. Beautiful, right? So, vegans, cannibals, rejoice. Now. Uh, can you imagine, though, if we can grow any meat from any animal, including man, into a petrius? Would you eat it? Yeah. I know I would. I'd be, I, would, I would definitely eat human meat, because at least this time I don't have to worry about being shaved. <laughs> oh, white privilege. Science and white privilege is talking about it. If you want to know what an example of white privilege is, it's this. Come only comes in one color. It's white. (laughs) Get to work, scientists. Come on, you can grow meat in a fucking Petri dish now. You got pills that make your cum taste like Jamba Juice. Now you got to make a pill 
a pill to make your uh, cum reflect the race of the person shooting it. That's all I'm working on. Thank you. Good Suzuki! Shooting people in the face every day. Uh, one critique. So uh, the, uh, you said like the, you take over your dad's side when it comes to your penis size, right? But you know you said, you, said you took over your... Wait, wait, if you do legit... Uh, but you no. said you took over your dad's side when it comes to penis side, like it's from your dad's side. Mm-hmm. You should go... Do, 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 oh, do. dude. Just that one little thing. Could it be? Except that's anything. Chinese and he's Japanese. What's yeah. the Japanese song? How does the Japanese song go? The Japanese song is as clingy as that. It's all, I mean, it's not like Chinese aren't known for big dicks and Japanese are known for small dicks. Like, right, but I mean, you could at least be culturally sensitive enough you know to have a Japanese that, that, that's song. That's the intro Japanese to the song. song like that? No, that's the intro to the song. I'm turning, ja- I think I'm turning Japanese. I'm turning Japanese and I'm turning Japanese. Yeah, that's like that, Suddenly, so I was like, that's what I'm talking about without saying small dick. It's like that, that lyric or whatever. And I don't have to make a racial reference at all after that point because yeah. it kind of hammers it home. It just, it just really, it just, you don't have to do that anymore. I don't, I don't, I can stop. You don't have to do that anymore because you, you did the song mm-hmm. and you don't have to do the eye thing or anything more after everyone's on board. Like turning I, Japanese is better than dun 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 dun. If he goes like, I'm turning Japanese in, I'm turning Japanese in, I'm saying dun 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 the 80s song. So you don't have to explain it. It's just like a song, something that's very, like, I mean, people know that song. It's not, yeah. Yeah. A song would be, thank you. Rather than the next, like, two Look up the turning Japanese song. It's it's a good song. I fucking dun 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 turning Japanese, and then I'm really thinking so. Yeah, yeah, something like that. You know, it's like, it's very subtle. It's very subtle. And it shows you know exactly what you're talking about. Thank you. That, thank you. That's what you constructed up Ken Suzuki! Yay! Our last comedian of the evening. Put your hands together. It's Marcelo Maldonado! Yeah! Uh, do you guys think that early Americans had a hard time breaking their British accents? I don't know, they're just hanging out, they stub their toe, like, oh, bloody hell, I mean, fuck! Uh, I have a friend who's a witch, that's, uh, you, you heard me correctly, I have a friend who said she's a witch, and I'm inclined to believe her, you know, she's real humble about it, she's like, you know, I don't know that much, like, I don't know any spells yet, but I'm working on it, I'm working on it, you know, just being a witch, and I, and she was, I was hanging out with her, uh, she was showing me her crystals, and I decided to, like, quiz her a little bit on the crystals, so I picked up a crystal, picked up, like, a shiny black one, It's like, hey, uh, what does this crystal do? She's like, oh, well, this one, it, like, uh, it wards off evil spirits and just sort of, like, creates an energy around you and, like, uh, just, like, for good feeling. It's basically good vibes. It's basically for good vibes. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Uh, what about this stripy orange one? Well, it's sort of, like, warding off, like, bad stuff but keeping the good stuff inside. It's essentially good vibes. It's essentially good vibes with this crystal. Uh, how about this purple one? Good vibes. Uh, this shiny green one? Good, good vibes. Uh, this weird red one. Bad vibes. Super bad. All right. Uh, and, um... Oh, shit. Oh, I think it's weird that witches have always 
just ridden brooms around. Like, if you're able to give an inanimate object the ability to fly about, wouldn't you choose a chair, like, first? That'd be my first idea, is a, just a comfy-ass chair. Or even my bed. Like, not even have to leave the house. Like, if I'm magical as fuck, I'm not doing anything. Uh, <laughs> you know, leave it to Mickey Mouse to just conjure brooms to clean shit. Oh, no, those are mops. Whatever. Um... I like having weird friends. I like having weird friends. Yeah, that, that's actually a, a positive thing about being in San Francisco is you can have really weird artistic friends and they're just weirdos. But like, I, feel, I like having those weird artistic friends, but I don't like having to walk around with them. Like just going anywhere is a fucking hassle because I always want to stop and like look at shit and observe. And, uh, yeah, uh, they just want to look at shit and, like, observe shit, and, like, we're stopping every ten seconds, and I get it, it's art, you know, we stop, and someone's, like, sketching this old lady, and it's like, oh, oh, all right, I get it, this one's, like, she's old, she's, like, seen a bunch, you know, this is art, this is art we're seeing, and it stops to take a, a picture of a building two blocks down. All right, I get it. It is an old building. You know, there's probably history behind it. This is art. I get that. And then suddenly I'm like standing on the sidewalk while they're standing in the middle of the street sketching a manhole cover. It's like, get the fuck out of the road. Like dying for your art. That's not to be taken literally. Uh, that's the fucking it. That's it. That's all. Yeah. Yay, Marcella Maldonado. everybody that was the end of joke workshop stay tuned for ftw that's forever two wheels a great show every monday from eight to ten next time on joke workshop uh show up before seven o'clock and we'll give you all your time have a good night everybody bye are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts are you on a raft without a patter well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. 
But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak sailing. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, 
here, Chef Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son.